to the 37th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer Podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I'm Samantha Blackman, one of your co-hosts. I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana. Um, and I am joined he, uh, today, as in every podcast day, by my two co-hosts, Alex Nane and Nicole Marie. Ladies. Hoopla. <laughs> Hoopla. <laughs> 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 you go. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm Nicole Marie, and I am... Still somehow currently an undergrad student at Purdue University. Yay! So glad to be done in August. I'm actually I'm actually leaving July like 29th, so I will no longer be in the area at that point. So and after that, I'm gonna be in the industry in some shape or form, working on games, <laughs> making it better for women. Woo! Um, I am Alex Lane. I'm a PhD student here. I am now, actually, <clears throat> let me redo that. Take, take again. I'm Alex Lane, ABD, um, <laughs> here at uh, Purdue University. I just successfully defended my prospectus despite Sam's best efforts to keep me from doing that. Um, <laughs> luckily, I was smart enough to bribe them with food. So that's the trick. That's the trick there. So now I am ABD and just waiting and finishing my dissertation. And studying uh, women in the gaming industry and uh, video games and so forth. That's me. I'm going to ask a stupid question. What does ABD stand for? It means all but dissertation. It's like a, <laughs> it's when you move from it's from PhD or from a, grad, a PhD, PhD student, student to a PhD candidate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So I could go get a tenure track job right now, though I would lose it in a year. Because I didn't finish my dissertation. But technically, I could go get one because I'm ABD. Gotcha. gotcha. Yes. Yes. All righty. So let's uh, get moving, ladies, um, and start with the fabulous question of what you're playing. So you're first on our list here. Am I first on the list? Okay, well, I haven't been playing a whole lot uh, because last week was P's birthday. um, So. We played lots of, uh, we did lots of birthday activities. We had, <laughs> as, she, as she said, she had a birthday party two days in a row. So she goes, she wakes up Sunday and she goes, is it my birthday again? Because <laughs> like, every day there's cake is her birthday. Uh-huh. Um, so like we had that. birthday party at school on Friday and a birthday party at Jumping on Saturday. So Sunday she woke up and she goes, is it my birthday again? I was like, oh God, no. I can't take another day full of kids. Birthday month. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I told her every day was her birthday in her heart, and she'd have another birthday party in a year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you won't let her have any fun between now and then. None. None no, at all. No none. Fun. No fun. Um, and my mom's been in town, so that also kind of cut back on my, <coughs> excuse me, my gaming. <coughs> Sorry. So what I played have been three major games, probably some other little stuff, but I'm going to talk about three. Um... First, I have been playing Lego Batman 2 DC Super Heroes on my 3DS. Because I'm always looking for a good game on my 3DS. Um, I kind of wish I was playing it on the Xbox because I really like it and I want the achievements. Which is really, really <laughs> sad, right? Um, <laughs> but um, 
I've been playing on the 3DS and I absolutely love it. It's really fun. Um, it's your typical, you know, Lego superhero game that we, you know, all played before. Um, you know, Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I played Lego Batman. What was the first Lego one? I played like a million of them. Um, the first one I remember was Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I played like a million of them, and uh, and I really like them. I didn't play Lego, Lego Pirates, though, because I heard that one was bad. Yeah. Um, But so this is a... But the great thing about this one is the Legos talk. There's like... <laughs> I mean, it's the cutest thing. So there's like all this voice acting, and the, the villains are super cute. Because they're running around and they're doing their usual, like, villainy things. Like, the Riddler's running around laughing hysterically and doing the Riddler stuff. <laughs> the Penguin is doing that really irritating penguin cackle. Oh, yeah. oh my God. And it's so much fun. Um, I think the villains are more fun than anything else. And then they have the little villain. Every villain has their own little minions that are dressed like them and doing different things. Like, um, the Riddler has like, guys that are dressed in green with question marks running around trying to kill you. Um, <laughs> or beat you to pieces because you don't die. Um, which is why I might eventually let P play this one. Um, but, uh, and then there's, um, the penguin doesn't have like little human minions. He's got little penguins, like mechanical penguins that walk around and blow you up because they're little bombs. Um, it's really cute. And then there's the Joker, of course, and a bunch of other ones. Um, so I'm really enjoying that one so far. I've got a couple of hours into it. Um, and I think I've gone through probably four or five of the villains. Um, but it's really fun. And you get to play with other superheroes, which is going to be really fun. Right now, I've just been playing with Batman and Robin. Because <laughs> um, it's just like the, the other... Um, like the other, like the other Legos, you have to have certain characters to open certain things or do oh. certain activities. Like Robin is good with acrobatics, so to climb walls or jump things or you know do kind of acrobatic moves, you have to switch to Robin, and then Batman can do other things like see through walls with his special invisibility stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So do you get to choose a main one, and then they have a sidekick? Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Um. And you can just switch back and forth between the two. Hmm. Um, I've also been playing, again, um, Bastion. Um, I'm playing it on PC this time. I'm playing on Steam because Alex Lane and I were supposed to play together. But, you know, she did the Alex Lane thing and then just, like, pl- powered through all in one sitting. Um, <laughs> I certainly did. Because she has real issues with things like that. Um, but uh, I have... Uh, it's going to take me three sittings because I, I powered through and I did all the cores in one sitting and I did all the shards except for one in the second sitting and I'll finish it up tonight um, on the PC. Um, and as always, loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now that I know the music so well, I find myself singing songs. Oh, yeah. as we. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it's, it's even better the second time through. <laughs> That is not me humming for the record. That is how it's made. Um, so, yeah, that's been a whole lot of fun. Um, and it's been fun playing it on the PC, even though it's like playing it on the Xbox because I'm using the Xbox controller. Right. Um, but I can also, but that means I can play it like in the family room um, 
with my family while people are watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't feel I don't have to like separate myself by going to the game room. The gamer seclusion. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Which has been you know a good thing with with playing PC games again is that as long as you know they're not terribly violent, I can game while the family is around instead of just being me by myself in my game room. And you're not shouting and cursing. And I'm not shouting. And I'm not shouting. Well, yeah. That's true. Yeah, there is that little restriction. Bastion didn't get me to curse. No, no. Especially because I've played through it before, so I I know what's coming. Um, And and, uh, oh, my other game Mm -hmm. that I've been playing this week. You know, I said I wasn't going to buy it, and Alex Lane, you are welcome to say I told you so, because I had (laughs) just listened to the episode where we sat there and I said, I'm not going to buy that fucking game, and Alex Lane's like, yeah, you say that now, you buy every game, shut up. And I was like, I'm sure I said it much nicer than that. I'm sure you didn't. (laughs) And it was ringing in my head the entire time I was walking through the store going, I'm going to have to hear Alex Lane's fucking mouth. Um, Uh, I promise you, you hear my mouth anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, So stuck in the back of your brain. Mm -hmm. I bought Lollipop Chainsaw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she did. (laughs) Yeah, I was not gonna buy it. I was not gonna buy it. I was gonna get it from Gamefly. I was gonna play it, talk about it badly, and send it back. But for the first time, I did not get a release date item from Gamefly. Usually, if 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 all's in my queue is something that comes out on release day, and release day comes, and I have an open slot, they send me that thing on release day. They didn't send it to me. Mm-hmm. And it made me mad. Mm-hmm. So I went out and bought it. So to spite game fly. <laughs> yep. 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 I was like, now I know why Alex Lane gets so pissed off. I hate, I hate game fly. I gotta cancel my shit. So I, uh, I went and bought it. Um, and I swear to you, I almost didn't make it through the intro. Yeah, I know, I know. I almost didn't make it through the intro. I was sitting there going, I want my 60 fucking dollars back. It was a horrible. Well, yeah. what do you expect? Okay, I expected certain things. And to a certain degree, I'm not going to even spoil the intro for people. Uh-huh. To a certain degree, I expected what I got. Yeah. But I didn't expect it to be that bad. Oh, come on. No, it was really bad. So you haven't played it. Nicole played it and I played it. When we're done recording, we're going to take five <laughs> minutes. And you're going to watch that fucking <laughs> intro. And you will see what I mean. I am I expecting the so, worst, though. Come on. So... It's worse than you expect. Okay. Yeah. Alright. It's worse than you expect. It was. And the gameplay, the, the shit that she says while she's playing, it's like, really? Sorry. Really? Sorry. And she's like, what is she? She says some stupid stuff like, zombie driving sucks dick. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where did you get that from? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's really bad. It's really offensive. And I really do want my $60 back. <laughs> Play, because it's definitely 
I mean, obviously, only one of us could play it, but oh my god. We should just play together and just record the conversation <laughs> that goes on around it. That would be fun. Be That's fun. what we should start doing. Once a month, just do a Not Your Mama's Gamer playthrough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, since um, somebody is leaving us, yeah, we'll have to figure out a way to do that. Uh, it'll have to be multiplayer remotely. stuff. Yep. All right. <laughs> Alex Lane, what you playing? I haven't done anything as exciting as that. <laughs> exciting. Um, I also I played through Bastion and Limbo. Um, it was like two days before my or no day after something like that, right around my defense. I think it was two days before my defense, and I was like freaking out. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna play video games. So I so I picked up Limbo where I had left off before and beat that. In a few hours, and then Charlotte was really mad because she'd been working on it for like three days, remember? And she was like, if you beat it before me, I'm just going to be pissed. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see. And I did. Um, <laughs> and I did. And, uh, and then I played through Bastion and beat that because I had never... I had never bought it before. Like, I played the demo before, but I had never... I'd, I'd never had it until this indie bundle. So I, like, um, made the decision I was going to play through to the end every all the games in the indie bundle in the most recent hum- Humble bundle. And... Uh, so I started with those two. Bastion was awesome. And in the end, you... I'm just kidding. I won't spoil it for you. Sam, <laughs> Sam, Sam's played up to the end, but has not played the end. Uh-huh. So uh, I did those two games, and they were very fun. And I played... So at GLS... We haven't recorded since GLS, right? Yes, we did. Did we? Yeah, uh-huh. I think we did. Did I talk about Johann Sebastian Joust? I don't think so. Okay, so I played uh, Johann Sebastian Joust, which was a game that one of the people at the GLS conference that we went to... Um, had created and what you do is you get a bunch of people and you have to have a big area and you hold uh, Sony move controllers and then in the game is like okay go and then it plays um, Johann Sebastian Bach music right and so if the music is slow you can only move your move controller slowly and if you move it too fast then you're out Okay, so you go, the goal of the game is to go around and like hit people's arms to try and get them to move their move controller faster than the music is going. So it'll be like, and so everyone like walks around really slowly, and then it'll be like, and then everyone like starts running around to try and hit each other. It is so damn fun. Did you ever watch anybody play? Oh my god, it was so fun. I think I no one loved it as much as Charlotte. Charlotte was a maniac. Um, like musical chairs on crack. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> yeah, violence. but you gotta hit people. Yeah. <laughs> you I hit mean, people in musical chairs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, note to self, don't play musical chairs with the cold. Um, but you, there's, uh, there's gotta be other ways to get people to move their controller too fast. We just, you just haven't figured <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Because you can both only walk at the same speed, right? So like someone's walking away from somebody, someone walking towards somebody, but there's like a finite area that you're playing in. So it's really, really fun. Um, I hope that the guy who made that game was just like a dude that made it. I hope he, like, does something with it because it was really, really fun. Uh, I also played some DDR. Mad DDR at the, uh, at the GLS conference. Um, I put a game on here called Signs of Life that I played, and it's not, it's a board game. It's not a video game, but I thought it was worth mentioning because my... You both went like this at the exact same time. That kind of freaked <laughs> me out. Um, it's a game that a friend of mine here in Lafayette made. This huge board game, and you are a... What's called a planimal... And you have to try and, oops, I'm sorry, you have to, like, do all this, like, bidding and stuff with all the other players, and then you try and grow your planimal. So you're down in the cesspool to start, and you're trying to, like, grow by adding uh, things to your DNA and stuff 
to try and get up to the top, to the surface, because hmm. uh, humans have come to your planet, and you want to be the first one to represent your species. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so it was really fun. It was ridiculously fun. So, not a, not a regular game, but worth mentioning. I also played Braid, which I will talk about in the Indie Game of the Week section. And I also played and made a game called Aquaville Adventures, which was way better than Zapple Zacks, but <laughs> which beat me out for the Connect. But whatever. Um, so Aquaville Adventures is a game where you are trying to save the Kodu, right, or the Aquavillians, the Aquavillians from uh, from uh, pollution, which has taken over their land. So there's several very clever levels, well designed, with excellent playthrough. But whatever. So <laughs> I played that game as well. Uh, and that's we'll it. put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, take that. Zappel's axe. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> all right, well, that's it. <laughs> all right, well, I didn't even very play very much at all because when you get new maps for Call of Duty, it takes over your entire life. Sure. Like that, as soon as a game, like I turn on the Xbox and I see it says right there, it says play Call of Duty, and I'm like, oh, okay, Xbox, yes, I will. <laughs> I have five minutes that will turn into two hours that I can lend to this. Yeah, yeah. So, I have, I bought the Elite service for it, so I'm obligated to download every time that there's new maps coming out. Mm. I paid 50 freaking dollars for it. If there's new maps, you I'm going to pay some, <laughs> I'm going to play some Call of Duty. So, Collection 2 dropped for PlayStation, actually, just this past week. And for whatever reason, that was the moment I decided to download my own. So I've been playing. And I don't think very many people have picked them up because every time I try to play, it's like, can't find any games. You can disconnect your DLC, and then you'll be able to find a game to play that way. So I've been getting really upset that I paid all this money for it, and it seems like nobody's buying them. Unless it was just too soon, but Xbox has been out for a month. The Collection 2 apps have been out for a month. Mm. And I know, like, at GameStop, uh, we have people, like, little kids buying it all the time. So hopefully I'm not getting that's a connected. Pro- that, that's appropriate gaming material for your children, For your people. children. It's like the time that, that the, the kids had guns, like, sitting next to them on a couch, right? And they're playing Call of Duty. And yeah, they're playing Black kid, Ops. And yeah, they like, shot, shot the other kid. The other kid. But and it was Call of Duty's fault. Clearly, because the 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 it had nothing to do with bad parents. Wasn't that they had a gun in the same room? <laughs> in the same they were playing video games. It was that they were playing video games. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Yes. So those are good. I've liked <laughs> I've liked the playtime I got on them. I've I've switched from Team Deathmatch to Kill Confirmed. Hmm. Have you played it? Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't yeah, know I like why. Kill I love Kill Confirmed. So I've been playing a lot of that, and then. I felt obligated to pick up Lollipop Chainsaw because everybody's talking about it. Even at work, everybody's talking about it. And it actually, which was shocking to me, brought up a conversation between a coworker and I, a male coworker, about female issues in games. And I was like, really? You want to talk about this with me? And he was like, yeah, it's something that's been popping up and everything I'm reading lately. And he's nice. like, I'm really interested in knowing your take on it. And I was like, hmm. Like... <laughs> I did like that puppy dog, like, head turned to the side thing, like, huh? (laughs) So, (laughs) I had to play it so I could keep up with a conversation he was trying to have with me. But, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I was really shocked with, like you said, the things she says. Like, she's this cutesy, blonde, pigtail girl, and she's obviously overly sexualized Mm -hmm. in just her 
her figure, but damn, the thing she says, I was sitting there and I was like, I'm offended and I say horrible things like all the time. But right? she, yeah, just the thing she said, I was just, I remember at one point in the gameplay, I think it was when she said, zombie bus drivers suck dick. And I just sat there and I was like, what? What did she say? Like, what is she talking about? So, <laughs> it's been an interesting ride. I think the, the, the first moment I was like, Hmm, I wonder if all the little, you know, gamer boy haters are really going to be pissed off by the fact that she said, that's when I really learned to appreciate my vagina, when she was talking about her mother, and I was like, oh yeah, don't make me like I'm crazy, Alex Perry. Well, if you would give me your copy of the game, then I would play it, so Yeah, she's talking about her family, and she says, and my mother taught me to really appreciate my vagina, and I was like, well, what? Huh? Huh. So I got so pissed off when Hepler said, you know, yeah. vagina. Let's see if uh, they get pissed off when uh, their their zombie hunter heroine when is saying vagina, vagina. <laughs> and throwing it in your face, nonetheless. Because <laughs> I was like, whoa, vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Could that be uh, the title of our episode? This week? Whoa, <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Uh, I think we're obligated at this point. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just titled it. I'm taking that one. All right. Oh, man. Well, there's that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that's what we're playing. Um, what you reading? I, uh, I'm a horrible individual because I can tell you I haven't been reading. Is anybody reading anything? No. God, I mean, I, I keep up with my blogs no, yeah. nonstop. It's easy. Yeah, to I keep up with yeah, my blogs. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I think it's allergies. I keep up with my blogs, but this is a really busy time of year for us yeah. because everybody is getting ready to graduate, move on to jobs. Right. Um, so I've been reading dissertations, dissertations like crazy because wow. we've been having four or five dissertation defenses a week. For like the last month. So we've been reading lots of dissertations and lots lots of prospecti. And those are not like five page reads. No. No, (laughs) Prospecti are probably, you know, 20 pages, 30 pages. Right. Dissertations usually two, three hundred pages. So, yeah, that's what I've been reading. (laughs) What about you, Alex Lang? Um, Yeah, I haven't been... uh reading much of anything uh i've been reading cookbooks i'm trying to so i'm maybe not the best cook (laughs) (laughs) so my problem isn't that i'm not a capable human being Um, my problem is that i'm crazy so (laughs) the following situation will happen i'll be making a stir fry and i'll be like oh you know what would be crazy putting a bunch of beans in this so I'd put some beans in it, and then it's disgusting. Or I'll be making soup, and I'll be like, you know what would be awesome? A shit ton of cayenne pepper, and then it's inedible. So, like, this is the stuff that happens to me while I'm cooking. So my goal, because, like, I never have the kind of work that I have right now. I'm teaching online classes, and I'm working on my prospectus at my own, like, pace, right? And it's, like, reading and writing. Or not my prospectus anymore, right? My dissertation. Right. Um and filling up forms and all this stuff. So, like, I have, like, kind of a weird 
moment, like time that I can actually do some stuff and I can be home during the day and like work on crap. So I'm going to try, I got this cookbook, I'm going to try and at least make edible food. It's going to, and that's that's what was important to know. Alex Lane says she's not the best of cooks. No, Alex Lane can't cook food that is edible. Right, <laughs> right, right, and that's right. Again, not because I'm not capable, but because I'm kind of crazy. So this is my goal. Um, my, Mike's been crazy busy, like you know, sixty to eighty dollars a week doing crap. So my normal source of food is being has been broken um so i'm getting sick of microwave meals which is all i have been eating for a couple weeks and so i'm gonna start today i'm gonna go through i got brought my brought my cookbook that i bought that i've been reading don't you know vegetables are healthy <laughs> it's crazy they have like nutrients oh and shit in them i know so anyway so i'm gonna try my first uh, recipe today so we'll see what happens Sweet. i hope i don't kill anybody Sounds good. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you're just, you're guilty of experimenting too much. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Experimenting with weird shit. So yeah. I think it's like things delicious. that you wouldn't expect to be mixed that together. That no normal human being would think is good. Is good. Yeah. All right. I, I, if I feel it, it's fine, but apparently other people don't. You know what you need to get is those um, stir in cream cheese tub like thing flavor things like you can put whatever you want in it but you literally just stir it into the pan with it amazing like oh. i i pan like fried some vegetables like a ton of vegetables and some um olive oil and garlic yep and then i put it into like just chicken that had been cooking in that stirring yeah amazing Ooh. like full flavor really awesome put it all over noodles it was it was amazing I will check that out. Yeah, it makes it your life really Sounds easy. Yummy. I love cooking, so. Yeah. I will. I do love cooking, but I'm not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> but I will love it and You're be allowed to. You're just banned from it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. See, I didn't read anything except for blogs, but that takes up a good chunk of my time, actually, because I sit yeah. there and, like, you'll see my laptop and... I'll be, like, I'll be on Kotaku, and by the time I'm done on Kotaku, I have 20 tabs up just yeah. just from Kotaku that I need to read. And then I'll go to Rock, Paper, Shotgun, and I mm-hmm. get all my PC news from there, and yeah. I'll have all of my tabs up on there. And so, I mean, it, I spend, like, six hours a day reading <laughs> <laughs> blogs, but nothing more than that. But I'm actually really excited for the What You Drinking portion today, because I was at Harry's Saturday night, and they have Firefly. Really? Yeah. I got up to the bar because I had a friend's wedding, and we went out drinking afterwards because it was all yeah. of their family, mm-hmm. and at, it was at the city center Holiday Inn. So you have to be out of there by midnight, yeah. and so they're they haven't been in town for like three years, so they're ready to go out. We go over to Harry's, and I get up to the bar to order my drink, and it's staring at me right in the face as Firefly, and I looked at the bartender, and I was like. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, how did I not know? And I was like, what do you call it? And he's like, I don't know, Firefly and Lemonade. I was like, start calling it a sneaky sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> so you could go there and order a sneaky sneaky. <laughs> I was like, because I had already had a few glasses of wine, and I was just like, start calling it a sneaky sneaky right now. That's what it's called. That's what I'm ordering. And when I come here from now on, that's what I want. <laughs> I don't know when that happened, but they didn't let me know. They obviously didn't let you guys know. I don't know what. Yeah. They missed it. Harry's. And they huh. weren't calling it the right thing. Yeah. 
sweet tea and lemonade? I don't know. It's like, screw you. It's a sneaky, sneaky. Alcoholic Arnold Palmer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that was funny. I almost texted both of you, but it was like 1 o'clock at night. <laughs> That's inappropriate. I'm so drunk. <laughs> Guess where I'm at drinking sneaky, sneakies. <laughs> oh, it was funny. So, so. within like... A two-minute walking distance from our offices are sneaky sneakies. Yeah. That's good to know. That's sad. That you can get in the afternoon. I mean. Right. Or morning. <laughs> or morning. You could. Yeah. Tea and lemonade? That yeah. Sounds like that sounds drink. a good, like. There you go. Just a little Like bit. mimosas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Have those for brunch. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but currently, uh, I am drinking uh, Diet Coke. Woo. Water. Oh, I got coffee. Water and coffee. <laughs> I brought nothing. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Hoopla. I brought hoopla with me today. So that's what I'm doing. I know. It's, it's sad. It seems we don't need to be drinking. Yeah. I know. Uh, All right. Uh, so now we can uh, news. Nicole, what you got for news? News. Um, not a whole lot. I mean, there's a lot going on, but I figured with our issue, we didn't really need to have a whole lot for this one. Yeah. Um, but I think the most exciting thing for news is that literally, like, what, Thursday? I think it was Thursday. They announced that we're getting the extended ending DLC for Mass Effect 3 tomorrow. comes out tomorrow, Tuesday, mm-hmm. 26th. So it's going to be free. Um, and I am extremely disappointed to find out <laughs> that you have to have, you have to, <laughs> you have to load it from a save before the attack on the Cerberus base. I mean, there aren't really any spoilers there if you haven't gotten to that point yet, but, um, you have to have a load before then, after you download it, so that you can get through to see the extended ending. And I don't think there's any gameplay involved in it. The way that they described it is that it actually seems like it's just kind of cutscenes and it's just interaction between you and maybe that that godchild mm-hmm. character. Mm. I don't know. So I'm excited for that because I think that's this is how Hoopla came up. Because right. I think there's a whole lot of Hoopla for nothing and we're going to get an ending and it's going to be like Hoopla... Hoopla. Yeah. Hoopla. Like, okay, yeah, maybe it's an ending, but I don't think anybody's going to be too excited about it. Um, or it'll be amazing, and I'll be happily surprised. And then the other thing I wanted to add, because I was really shocked to actually see this on a website that I think is very heavily read by people outside of the Lafayette area, but that the Mario Marathon charity drive that is done by local Lafayette people Mm -hmm. is going on. They're on day three right now, and they've raised $75,000 last time I checked it, which was about an hour ago. Um, and I think last year they raised like $125,000, so I don't know if they're on track to beat that right now, but they are pulling in some money, and it's for a really awesome cause. They do, it's a... So the same one we do for Child's Play. We do yeah, it's, it's for Child's, Child's Play. play. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have to come back this year yep. to... Uh, it's the best. To do our marathon in October. I can do that. There I'm we go. just a five-hour drive away. And uh, so, yeah, as of this point, they are at $74,640.42. See, so even just in like an hour, they've added a couple hundred dollars. So, Mm -hmm. 
they're definitely doing really well. I think it's really cool that it's something that is done in the area, and then it was on a pretty big uh, circulation, online circulation for mm-hmm. gamers. So go there. We should we could put a link to it, and then hopefully, if it's still going on, you can donate some money for their cause. Yeah, that's cool. Watch them play some Mario, and their really sweet decked out living room. I want their living room. It is very sweet. It's so cool. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. It's all decked out in Mario. Mario, yeah. And they've been doing this. This is their fifth year. I think this is the fifth year that yeah. they've done it. They did one year where they did Mario and a Zelda one. But the Zelda was... one wasn't as successful, so I think they just cut it out right away. Yeah. But what are, are those, like, stickers on their wall? What is that? Yeah. Yeah, they have, they have Mario They're decals, decals yeah. all over the wall. And then they have the typical, like, green grass at the bottom and the blue sky color with the little clouds. And then it's, it's Mario. It's just... That's awesome. I would live in there and sleep so happily all the time. <laughs> but... <laughs> I may so, have to yeah. do that in my game. I was kind of, like, thinking yeah. about my next house. I'm totally going to design it like that. Like, just have one... Yeah, your game, your game room. room yeah. Your game room can be totally decked out in one game that you just, like, have to have all over your walls. Mm-hmm. So... Chainsaw lollipop. <laughs> that's glad you think exactly. that's funny. <laughs> one on my walls. I'm glad you think that's Oh, funny. man. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Alex, Indie Game of the Week. Indie <laughs> Game of the Week is Braid, which is an old game. Not old, but it's not a new game by any means. Not is that 2008? Right yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I did just watch, one of the reasons I got inspired to play it, it's because it, it got added to the um, Humble Indie Bundle, but also because I just watched that movie, uh, the indie game movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's called the indie game movie, the indie right? Game movie, yeah. yeah. Um, have you, has anybody seen it? That's on Netflix, isn't it? I think it's in my queue. I don't know if it's in Netflix or not. Oh, it's like it's brand new. It just came out. It's a was a, a Sundance Film Festival okay. thing. I, think. I thought I saw it on Netflix. I rented it on like iTunes or whatever, and then watched it on the way up to GLS. But um, they follow around three different indie game designers. Um, one is Jonathan Blow, who made Braid, and then uh, forgot his name. The guy who made Fez, and then the uh, the team that made Super Meat Boy. Um, and they like kind of talk about the ups and downs and difficulties and challenges of uh, being an indie game designer. And it's really interesting because you see like. They have a different perspective than I imagine people who make games at Blizzard would have. And whereas it's just like, you know, one person or two people sitting in a room and they're trying to make like do make a point or tell the story of themselves, right? So like the Super Meat Boy guy was like, uh, we made we made Meat Boy and he has a skin, he doesn't have any skin and and loves monsters and he was like saying how it was really connected to him and his like thoughts of how he sees himself and how he's always searching for Band-Aid Girl because the two of them, like, he can't, he can't, like, be touched by anything unless he has Band-Aid Girl. So that was, like, sort of a story of his, Mm -hmm. you know, meeting his wife and stuff like that. So anyway, so it was really interesting to just see, because you play, because there seems like there's a ton of indie games coming out lately. That's a new, like, explosion. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And just to see how they have a very different perspective on what they're trying to accomplish with a game. They're not necessarily trying to sell a million copies, Um, but it's more about, like, staying true to some sort of thing about themselves, which I think is sort of the essence of what makes indie games really good. So they're putting a piece of themselves into it. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I thought that was really interesting, but I played Braid, and Braid, have you guys played it? 
Yeah. Braid yeah. is fucking hard. Yeah. Braid is hard. It oh is my hard. god. So my my goal That's was That's why the rewind is so helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. My goal was to finish um the braid, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to cuz it is You'll hard. It. I played for like several hours and I had to use a guide because I could not figure Jeter. out. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> did you I had to use a guide at one point too. Yeah. Jeter. <laughs> you didn't you didn't use a guide at all? Nope. Have you beat it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> So cheater, cheater, quitter. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 You'll beat it, but, but Sam won't. I, I'm, I'm gonna try, but oh my god, that is a difficult game. Um, so yeah, and it's super artistic and weird and pretty, and it was fun like he, listening to him talk about like why things look the way they do, like how the uh, what are those little those little guys that walk around. The heads. The heads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so like his like listening to like his reasoning behind the different choices that he made in that game. And the rewind actually came from a different game. Um, his idea for the rewind came from a different game. I can't remember what it was, but you could only rewind at certain spots. Um, and so he was talking to whoever and they were like, wouldn't it be cool if you could rewind all the time in the game? Yeah. Um, and in fact, that became part of the gameplay was you had to rewind once you had things that weren't touched by time. Right. Um, like those keys and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, and it's, uh, what I'm working on is playing different artistic games and getting some screenshots and stuff. And so that was one of the ones that I knew I had to do, um, to get some video from it. And it is really, it's very weird. I wouldn't say pretty. Do you think it's pretty? It's kind no. of pretty, but it's weird. It's artsy. It's artsy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good way to put it. It's really artsy. Um, and so I think it definitely falls into, like, that journey category. Um, no, because journey and flow and flower, those are not games. <laughs> I mean, it's like, as far as artsiness goes. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. So. That's interesting, because he's kind of a douchebag. Yeah, he, yeah he's and- widely hated. Yeah. By almost everyone in the... Because he kind of bashes everyone as, like... It's like, nobody makes art games except me. Right. Yeah. I'm the only artist in the industry, and... Yeah. He's the only one pushing our thought boundaries yeah. while we're playing a game, and it's like, uh, calm it down. So I'm interested yeah. to see that documentary, then. You should. He doesn't... he's, like, a down-to-earth person in that, is he? Like, he, can you relate he, to him at he all? He does not seem like a dick. He seems like a dick, but he's so, like... I don't mean this insulting at all. He's so, like, weird and kind of in his own world, like, delusional kind of thing that, yeah. like, you can't really fault... Like, I, from after watching that, I couldn't really fault him for being a dick because he really does just think on a different... <laughs> he's in another world. He's in another world, right? So, like, when he says stuff like, I'm the only one who makes actual artistic games, I don't think it's, like, some developers just trying to be asshole, like, who would just be trying to be an asshole. I really yeah. think, like... You just yeah, but you, don't get, you don't get a pass for being an asshole because you didn't mean to be one. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But uh, you're, you're still an asshole. You're sta- he's absolutely still an asshole. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, That's but it definitely has. He has a different. He's just. A, he's a weird dude. Hmm. But they all kind of are. Like the guy who made Fez. Um, I forgot. I can't believe I forgot his name. But. He was totally a bizarre dude, too. Yeah. Like, they're all just really I've come are. to find that. Like, the, I, I always, whenever I'm looking at Kickstarter projects, 
and there's not video of the people making the game talking about it, I'm like, they're probably not supposed to be on camera yeah, then. Like, I start to think bizarre. that in my mind. I don't know if that's mean of me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like the ones when you see the people. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, the one of the other guys, the guy who's not married on the, t- the Super Meat Boy team, like, lives with his parents, and he was saying, too, like, his parents have always been crazy supportive and totally believed in, like, him being a game designer and mm-hmm. that he has to, because, you know, really, you make no money for a bunch of years, right? right? So you sort of need other people to support you. And he said, like, he has absolutely no social skills, and he goes to coffee shops at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning to have breakfast before he starts working and never talks to anyone. He said he'll, like, pretty much, besides his family, doesn't talk to anybody else in the entire world. Really? Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. He's just the, he's the, yeah, they're all, they're interesting They're characters. Dudes. Yeah, characters. they are characters, that's for sure. And then when you have games like Braid or like Super Meat Boy, you can kind of tell, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. reflective. That's true, yeah, definitely. And that's, I think, what makes a, an interesting indie game is that you have the depth levels. But anyway, that's it. Indie Game of the Week. Check it out. Awesome. Um, so we have our issue of the week. And I think that there's something else that we can add in that I just... I haven't even told these two about yet, but I think would make a good segue between our last episode on rape culture in Mm -hmm. games and game industry and our issue this week, which is the um, Tropes versus Women in Video Games Kickstarter uh, project. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think a good, a good, it's a good segue because also the, um, the creator of the project has received both death and rape threats, yeah. which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, not just I'm going to kill you, but I'm going to rape you. Yeah. Um, because that's that's lovely, and that's exactly the way you should go, people. Um, <laughs> but I think a good segue is something that came has come out in the last couple of weeks and has definitely been talked about kind of in the community, online, everywhere, has been the Tomb Raider Mm-hmm. Trailer, yeah, yeah, right. Um, the the upcoming Tomb Raider, which won't be out until twenty thirteen now. Um, oh, that got pushed back. Yeah, it's coming oh, out twenty thirteen. I think. Okay, okay. Everything got pushed back. Yeah. Um, where the the young Lara Croft um, is in danger of being raped, um, and you as the gamer must save her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really interesting when the developers were called to task on it in an interview. Um, one of the most asinine things that I heard ever heard said about a rape scenario was, well, she gets to defend herself and save herself from being raped, and that is that moment that she is strong because... <laughs> Nicole just like visibly bristled uh, because you know because she's strong and now she has you know she saved herself and that is that that is that kind of coming of age is that they're using it as a as a coming of age moment oh, right my God. because I mean they've been billing yeah they've been billing this as like the two the Lara Croft buildings Roman right yeah, here's how yeah. Lara Croft came to be yeah so when she escapes a rapist. You know, rather than being traumatized by the fact that she was almost fucking violated and assaulted in a way that would change her life forever, she's strengthened she's by it. She's feel triumphant. Yes. And empowered. Yes. Mm. Oh, no. 
Um, That's exactly, (laughs) see, I was trying to describe to my boyfriend why this kind of scenario is upsetting in the game. And it wasn't that he didn't understand. He didn't understand that the perspective that the, the creators have given you as the player is, yes, you're playing her, like you are playing her character, but the third person perspective and the way that they want you to play it is that you feel like you're protecting her the whole time. Like they've, yeah, you're they've, controlling her. They've come out and they've said that, that mm-hmm. they want you to feel like you're protecting her. Mm-hmm. So I was describing to him how at that point, like, there needs to be, this is why there needs to be someone in the industry, a woman, who can sit down and say, no, that is not the end result of something like that happening. And that's right. the kind of thing that it just it just shows, and that's why I told him that it's so upsetting. I was like, it just goes to show you that there's no woman's voice in there telling whoever else is in there, stop. Like, this is not something we can do. Like, talk about trigger warning. And yeah. Then, my right. God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, they're not thinking about, one, you know, what this would actually do if if it played through in the narrative actually, right? right. Two, they're not thinking about the fact that this can be a trigger warning, right? Mm-hmm. What, it would, what it can and will probably do to women who are playing this game that don't know this shit is coming. Right. Well, I don't understand, like, even in the first place, like, why... Like, what do you gain from having that kind of scene in the narrative? It doesn't make sense. If you are a woman, certainly you are like, what? Well, and that's the thing, yeah, too. Like, what sort of person is going to feel empowered after... I mean, the whole thing about... Not the whole thing about rape, but one of the biggest parts of it is that you feel utterly helpless and powerless. So the fact that you want someone to come out of that after you've gotten away from it feeling powerful, it's like, that's a a mind fuck. It doesn't make sense. Well, and (laughs) if you're using it as a coming-of-age story, it's sort of saying, like, well, you have to defend your sexuality before you become a woman, right? Like, you have to... To go through that kind of scenario, yeah, and then like, you're powerful right. and a woman. Make me you have punch to be a guy violent. in the face because he was a jerk, not because he tried to rape me. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> right, and it's almost even saying, too, like, if you come out of a rape scenario, um, then you will go on to, like, be a murderer or something, right? I mean, she, like, yeah. goes on and kicks people's asses. Right, but then, I mean, even in the, in the trailer itself, she finds another girl that was with her on the boat, mm-hmm. right, right before, right before this rape scene happens, and she is tied, um, arms and legs out. Yeah. Um, and seemingly dead. Yeah. Right? So, and then this rape scenario comes, right, and you're like, holy shit, yeah. was she raped too before they killed yeah, her? Right. I mean, so you have all of this other shit that starts to like come to mind, it. right? I mean, and that didn't occur to anybody. That never occurred to anybody how totally and completely fucked up, how totally and completely fucked up it is, one, to have a woman splayed in that fashion, right? Right. right? But then to follow that scene with an attempted rape scene. Yeah. But you can actually, I mean, and it'll be interesting because they say you have to save her. What happens if you don't? Yeah. What plays out? Right. That's a good question. Because they haven't told us that. Yeah. They've just well, shown people successfully. <laughs> they don't want us her. to know what right. happens. Right. They've shown successfully, her successfully defending herself. But not what happens if you fail. I, yeah, I feel it too. Like if they had a woman's voice there, like, can't we just say rape is not entertaining? Rape yeah. is not entertainment. This is not entertainment. You know, this is so, not source for you to entertain us with. Right. 
because right. we're not entertained. I'm not. Yeah, and as a, even as a male player, though, how are you supposed to feel after that? Are you supposed to feel like, oh yeah, I'm the big guy. I saved her from this. Like I don't. I don't. Seemingly. Yeah, I don't understand. Because because the base of Lara Croft players are not solely female. No, There's certainly, certainly tons of men playing the yeah. game, and so what are they supposed to feel like? I'm the big guy who saved the little girl. Seemingly, that's what you're supposed to. You you've protected her virtue. Yeah. Right, because she's she's a young girl. So you've 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 protected her virtue yep. at this point. You know, you've saved the virgin from deflowering. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, you know, it's it's not that you have only women, but you've got a large female base mm-hmm. playing this game. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, when I was when you know, okay, I wasn't a kid, but I was younger. <laughs> 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 when Tomb Raider came out, and that was the first strong female protagonist we had. Yep. Yep. You That's, know, you've yeah. got women that have been playing this game for a really long time. And that identify her as a powerful woman. Right. And then you do this shit. Yeah. And take it away from her. Yep. And no one wants to see that. Right. I don't think any of the women playing want to see that. And then, yeah, how many of their players, I mean, they're they're got a huge base of women players how many other women players are going to have some sort of flashback to something that's happened to them and then and then you've lost you've lost an audience member this yeah. is an uh-huh. interactive medium you want to create yeah you want to create an artifact that people can interact with feel like they are a part of but then you want to put rape in it right yeah. right exactly who wants to immerse themselves in rape not me that's certainly not <laughs> crazy shit yeah is absolutely insane. That being said. Yeah, on that somber note. Yeah, it is a big what the fuck. Ugh. I just don't get it. Well, and to hear that they defended it in that way makes it oh, yeah. all the more enraging because it's just like... We just started a what the fuck of the week section. <laughs> on the blog, right? No. That would definitely be the what the fuck of the week. They can get what, what the, the fuck, fuck of the week. week. <laughs> I'm so, I'm game for that. Because we have a lot of those. Oh my god. There really uh, is a lot of those. Yeah. Well, and to segue that into the issue with this poor woman. God. And she's just trying to do something <laughs> to educate people. I hope that because of... What I'm laughing because it's horrible. Yeah, I, and I hope that because of what she's done before and how, how like out there she's been before that she's not phased by this. Because a lot of women, when they all of a sudden are in the spotlight and start mm-hmm. getting all of this um, types of response, um, they can't do anything except kind of go underground. And right, quit, exactly. What they were doing. So I, I exactly. hope that Which because is her what, issue is important to talk about. Right, that yeah. she'll just stay with it. Right. Because that's, I mean, if anything, that's what happened to Jennifer Hepler. I mean, For she, sure. She decided to defend herself, and then she basically had to stop yeah. because it got so ridiculous. But, right. I mean, and obviously, it's not that it's not to the same extent with Anita, but she is in a position where she has a ton of support, I think, for the videos that she's done before, but... Maybe this way she can just stand up and say, this is exactly what I'm talking about, and this is what needs to stop. (laughs) So, for the people who don't know what's going on, Nicole, do a a quick rundown. All right, so she has, well, she, Anita Sarkeesian, right? That's how you Mm -hmm. say the last name. Yeah. I've seen it spelled differently before. She um, has a series of videos that she's done before, the um, Feminist Feminist Frequency. And they basically kind of go over the stereotypes, the, the tropes that women have been a part of in video games. 
and kind well, she, of she, she did media. media generally first yeah the first right. thing she did was media generally yeah and then she kind of got into the more video game scene because it's quite obviously there <laughs> yeah. i think mm-hmm. yeah so um now she's done a kickstarter project where she's starting to do she wants to do a series of five to ten minute videos i think it said that she wants to just kind of um do the tropes and stereotypes of women's mm-hmm. women and uh, explore explore the topic more mm-hmm. and kind of get the the idea out there more. I think is her goal is to m- mostly just explore it and do be a- be able to do more research on it a little more fully. Um, so she has received death and rape threats, and her Wikipedia page was just horribly, horribly just. Ugh, it was it was disgusting. Yeah. Like that link that they had up. Of um, people got onto her Wikipedia page and just tore it up. They just wrote horrible, horrible things on there about it. And um, so she's she's obviously in in our spotlight now because of this, the way she's being treated for something that she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, but even on the comments on the page of um, the link that you had put up, the um, the gay gamer site. There were people in there that were talking about how, gosh, what did he say? Someone commented that because we're feminists, that automatically makes us anti-male. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and how that these perspectives, by pushing the idea of like the female perspective, is automatically turning us into anti-male People, like, we're anti-male because of that. And it's like, that's not, it has, if anything, to me, it has nothing to do with the male, like, not the male perspective, but it has nothing to do with the male at all. It has to do with the fact that females are being portrayed in this way. Uh Like, it doesn't, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, it's the men doing this, it's the men doing that. I'm saying it's a lack of female interaction with the medium. Mm -hmm. Even if you look back on what you said before about the, uh, the rape scene in this, you weren't saying, fuck these men for doing this. You were saying, we need women to have a perspective exactly, and a voice. Exactly, yeah. And I think the biggest thing is, is that guys are taking to offense to what she's doing because they think that they're com- that she's coming out and saying, you bad guys, look at what you've done to us women. Yeah. And yeah. that's not the perspective at all. Yeah. And I don't think that's the point that she's trying to take. And I find, I find a lot of guys, when you expose... Um, so, so people dedicate when you're a gamer and you've been a gamer for a long time, you've kind of dedicated your life to this industry, to this particular thing, right? right? And so, when someone comes out and says, "Look at how horrible this industry is for X, for Y, for Z," then people's automatic reaction is to be defensive. Like it happens with academic guys all the time. Yeah. When you're like, "But look, okay," they're like, "Oh, this is my favorite game," blah blah blah, and then you say, "Well, look at how horribly this game." portrays women and then their immediate reaction is always to defend and to deny because they don't want to be like well this game helped shape who i am i base a lot of who you know my my personality on this game right this game's been really important to me and it's helped me grow up and it's helped me do this and that and now i have to recognize that it was really shitty yeah um With un- so so people need to figure out a way to acknowledge that she's right without letting it detract from the fact that they've had a fun experience in games. Because right. we say it all the time too, like we spent our entire lives playing games. They're fucking misogynistic. Yeah, and they're yeah, sexist. Exactly. And they're these things, and we're trying to get the industry changed that makes them and get better games made. Right. But does that mean that I'm a bad person for enjoying po- said for game? enjoying yeah. whatever game? 
You can play a game, be critical of it, critique it, and seek to make some kind of change. I mean, and change is not the necessary component, but it is the realization that there is something to be criticized, to be critiqued, yep. right. that makes you know that makes it more palatable, shall sure. we say? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I mean, it's a, it's for the same reason that you know, like I don't let my four year old watch Disney. I right. don't because all the mothers are dead. Yeah. <laughs> And all and the and the girls always leave their families completely behind, often never to be able to return. In the case of Little Mermaid and Ariel, right, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for a man, yeah. yeah, right, a man that they basically know nothing about. Um, I mean, but you but know, sometimes they're really hot, so <laughs> that makes it okay. <laughs> no, you know, that's fine. <laughs> no, the men are always really hot. Yeah, they're charming. Yeah, princes. That's what they're charming okay. princes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's what makes it okay. I mean, there are all these other things at play, right? And then there's, of course, the racist stereotypes, because of course, every car, right, that is a pickup truck, especially if it's kind of a hoopty, um, in a garage, mm-hmm. is gonna be Hispanic. Sure. Yeah. It's got to be Hispanic, and it's got to be heavily accented. Yeah, um, and it's got to use lots of slang. That's mm-hmm. got to be the way it is, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so I mean, anytime you can make cars racist, that's a problem, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and people, you know, and and will and people say, well, you know, what if she wants to see? I'm not gonna stop my daughter from seeing Disney forever, right? Yeah. She needs to be of an age that she and I can sit down and I can explain to her, okay. You enjoyed that. That's good. Let's talk about why that was so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Right? It's okay to enjoy it. Mama likes the movies too. But we also have to recognize that you don't have to grow up and leave your family. Right. You don't have to subjugate yourself in this way. Right? Right? It's okay to be a strong woman. Yeah. Right? That didn't happen in this case. It's okay for you to enjoy this for entertainment, but this is not a primer for who you are as a woman. Right. Right. And yeah. and you know, and that's the point at which my kid, I feel more comfortable with her watching things that I see as being one influential in a negative way right. for girls. Yeah. I mean, it, that's just the way it has to be. So, you know, yeah. Okay, people get mad and they're like, well, you know, well, she wants Disney princesses. And she says, she goes, Mama, look, princesses. I go, yes, they're pretty, aren't they? But we don't buy those yet. Yeah. No. And she goes, okay, I'll take this instead. Right. She's, she's not upset by yeah. it. You know, anyway, she's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. so there are things, right? And I'm, and, and then, of course, there's Brave now. I mean, and, and they're making good strides. Braid. Braid, Braid um, is you know is to the point now that it makes it calls upon it does call upon princess tropes in a way. Right. There's right. a lot of I, I'm excited for you to see it today because there are some super interesting tropes that are happening there. They're not the they're not the same tropes that have been happening. But they're in still there. Movie, but there's some, and I'm at some points I'm like. Yeah, they're still there. There's some things that are still there, right? There are some things that are still there, and yep. interestingly enough, I mean, but there are some positive things, and and you know, and hopefully, some, there are some things that I that I hope she overlooks, which is the sew, especially the sewing part. Um, yeah, because. <laughs> I, I'm comfortable enough that I've read through all the brave books that yeah. I know what's going to happen, yeah. and I know. So yeah, 
Yeah, the sewing part was kind of like, oh, so am I going to make that a deal breaker? Um, <laughs> and, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah. going to make the sewing thing a deal breaker because I'm not going to, when we talk about it, because she'll want to talk about it. Yeah. Right. We're not going to talk about the sewing part. We'll talk about we'll talk about what that sewing part symbolizes. Sure. Right. Um, and she's old enough. She, well, not old enough necessarily. She's actually smart enough and yeah. mature enough yeah. Yeah. to be able to understand that. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I mean, there's there's some things. There are some things I completely understand, and and I'll probably kick myself in the end because she'll probably come out saying she should have married all the princes. And she'll be like, no, she won't do that. Uh, she won't do that. That's no, funny. she won't. But I think that's a really good point, though, is saying that while there are flaws that are things that they didn't do right, the point is, and I think that's kind of the point of like her videos. It's like yes. These are games that we grew up with, we respected when we were little, when we didn't understand exactly what we were seeing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's not to take away from that. We're not going to sit right. here and tell you, don't enjoy that game anymore because they had misogynistic views. That's not Absolutely. what we're saying. We're saying that it's starting the conversation and getting the... The fact that you can res- recognize there's misogynistic things in a game you loved says worlds about you. I agree. But to sit there and sit there and say... That wasn't in there, and you're going to deny it the whole time. That's right. the point where it becomes. You can't say bad things about games. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that goes back to that, that same adage that if you say anything negative about the United States, you hate the United States. You're not a patriot. <laughs> you're not a patriot. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a communist. You're a communist. No. You, you know. The United States was built on the premise of freedom of speech. The fact that I can say whatever the fuck I want to, even if it's about the United States. Yeah. Nothing's perfect. And that's the point. No one's sitting here saying this one game was perfect. There was never anything wrong with it. There were no bad views in it. You can't say that. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely insane to sit there and say that because it's not true. And I think it takes a very mature person to create a critique and a conversation about a game that they loved so wholeheartedly. I think that's a, a mature person that can have the ability to do that. And unfortunately, gamers... Well, my, my, my hope is that, like, what happened with your friend at work, like, the more Kotaku publishes articles about being a female gamer, the more Rock, Paper, Shotgun recognizes it, the more all of these main outlets make gender and women's experience in games part of the conversation, the more that I hope people will be willing to recognize and step back and be like, you know, get their first defensive reaction out of the way and then start to think about it when it doesn't go right. away. Right. When the conversation is, keeps going on, keeps happening. Yeah. Then they're going to have to start articulating some stuff and maybe recognize some stuff that makes them uncomfortable, uncomfortable but still, right. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a good thing because, I mean, men have to be a part of the conversation. Right. For sure. Yeah, we don't want them to not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like men have to be a part of the conversation. They have to be a part. They have to be a part of the entire thing. They have to be a part of the movement. They have to be a part of, you know, because, I mean, hell, they, I mean, statistically, they still, like, outnumber us in the industry, like, eight gazillion to one. Yeah. Right? So they have to be a part of the conversation They because they are still... Unfortunately, you know, 99.9% of, of, you know, who makes up the industry. Right. Right. You know, we don't want this to be, you know, you know regardless of what people think in terms of, well, you know, oh, that fem- those feminist people, they hate those feminist people. Those, and because they, they'll say those feminist women or those feminist girls because they don't think men are feminist or yeah. can be feminist. Right. Right. The, those feminist women, they just, you know, they're, you know, 
they hate men, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they hate men. They're all lesbians, and they don't shave their pits. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, I wish I didn't have to shave my pits. <laughs> Uh, uh, I look at my daughter and she's so hairy and I'm like, oh, are you going to have to shave? Are you going to shave your legs? Are you going to be that girl? <laughs> <laughs> she's so blonde. I hope she can just get away with get, it. Yeah. yeah. God. Nice. I wish well, I she's really been. hairy. Um, but that being said, okay. <laughs> and the fact that I don't shave mine. So I was like, uh, and yeah, but I used to. So maybe I can show her how. If I can remember how to shave my legs from 20 odd years ago. By the time it's time for her to shave hers, it'll be 40 Hey, you know what? Ago. She's going to cut herself no matter if she knows how to do it. It's going to happen. There we go. That's uh, really inevitable. <laughs> um, but they have to be a part of the movement, right? They, I mean, so they need to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. Right? And need to be comfortable comfortable enough to be a part of the conversation, right? Um, And that's going to be difficult for them, too, from the beginning, because we see it in the comment sections of these posts all the time, Mm -hmm. that, you know, not only are women being attacked, but the men who come forward and also say, you know, yeah, this is right, this is fucked up, they also sometimes open themselves up to attack. And they have to to be be ready for that and willing to work through it. Right, yep. because more often than not, they're getting bashed for being gay at that point. Yep, And sure. then for sympathizing with the women makes you gay. Yep, absolutely. And it's it's obviously not something that anyone wants to have to go through, but at the same time, if we're going to get anything positive done, then we have to have men and women willing to be able to be a part of it. You can't just have the women. Because yep. I'm not sitting here like, let's take over the industry. Woo! <laughs> so you throw it at the throw wall. Throw it at the Sony. wall. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to take down Sony with my vagina. That's not <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <laughs> 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 that's the title. <laughs> take down the Sony industry with my vagina. That's the goal here. Not, yeah. not what <laughs> Every time we say vagina, it should just be the title. It should always be the anything vagina. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think one of the most interesting things, I guess, as as we start to come to a head with the vagina jokes, um, <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Um. <laughs> from her Kickstarter campaign. Ooh. <laughs> Just add alcohol. Uh, <laughs> it gets worse. Um, she was originally asking for $6,000 from her Kickstarter campaign, and she ended up with, it closed at 100 and, hold on, $158,922. Right? Which I hate to tell you is a little more than six thousand dollars. <laughs> Just a um, tiny little. I mean, bit. so all of this publicity, yeah. right? I mean, and I don't, don't want to call it publicity because it, it's not publicity. Seems like it's too positive of a thing, right? But all of this kind of shit storm that she had yeah. to endure, actually has brought you know brought her almost seven thousand backers. Yeah. Right. So now she'll be able to do a ton of good work. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's had to endure a lot 
And I'm not saying that what she's had to endure is worth $150,000 because sure. I don't think it is. I mean, because she's been assaulted over and over again, threatened over and over again. closed at like all these different blogs yeah. and stuff. Just yeah. absolutely insane. But I think in the end, you know, her work can be more valuable. And the work that even we do and other uh, other blogs and other women and men working in industry and folks like the folks at Kotaku who are publishing this stuff, yep. right? And folks that are standing up for her like a gay gamer and rock, paper, scissors right. and all these other spots, all these other spots. This is what we need as a community to come together and say, this is bullshit and we're not going to take it. Right. And here's my money to make it better yeah <laughs> here's the thing. let me throw my support behind you and right exactly way and her artifacts will last whereas the comments and the and the right reaction exactly. won't, last. won't last at all right. yeah so there is hope right i feel like we've been saying that a lot lately it, we? Feels hopeful. it, like, feel it feels hopeful i mean as much as like obviously the backlash of it is the like worst part of it but that there is hope and that we can see that there's hope that's what like someone was saying the other day that, like, women in academia have such a hard fight because it's male-dominated and stuff like that and how no progress is being made. And I'm like, I think a ton of progress has been made in a lot of these areas. And for women in games, certainly nowhere near enough. Right. Right? And right. certainly nowhere to where we can be, even be comfortable taking even one inch step back. Right. But, um, but considering what it was 15 years ago, right? Like, this is a conversation, especially recently, that has yeah. been coming to the fore like, and... People, yeah, people are invested in it, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So I, I certainly, I think you should feel hopeful. I feel hopeful, Sam. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No. That's why we do this, right? Yeah. I mean, exactly if we didn't have hope, why would we continue to do this, right? right? We just go read more plays. Because we didn't get, else. we didn't get one hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars. <laughs> you are sour about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, I mean, we we do this because there is hope. Because it was not mm-hmm. like right. you get anything else out of it. Right. Right. No, no yeah. certainly not. We do it for the love of the game. To you yeah. know, to use a cliche, but because that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Great. On that note, on that note, I guess indeed. we could end our issue of the week. Yay. We don't have uh, deals, right? Or you have a couple? Yes, I have a couple of deals this week for deals for broke ass gamers. Um, uh, Good old games is running the what do they call it? The battle of the games mm-hmm. um, th- from now until July fifth. I think they're actually running it. So they're having you come in and vote um, for games, like and the, the winner of that competition of the of the survey vote um, by folks that drop by the site. The game is actually marked down, will be marked down by up to 60%. So you've been able to get some really good games cheap, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, like right now, you can get the 11th... What are you getting for right now? Blah! Um... Uh, no, that's the vote. That's the vote. The my uh, B seventeen Flying Fortress and the Mighty Eight, um, in the Red Baron Pack ver- or versus the Red Baron Pack yeah. Baron Pack. Good Lord! <laughs> um, right now, what you can get is uh, Sacred Gold for nine uh, for five ninety nine, um, and Divine Divinity you can get for. Two dollars and thirty nine cents. Really? Uh, yep. Because that was what won is a sixty percent discount. Um, and Sacred Gold is the was what it was competing against, and they're actually giving you that for six bucks if you want it or five ninety nine. Um, so they they're running that as their sale special uh, from now to July fifth. Um, 
Amazon has some pretty interesting deals going on. They've they got the Warner Brothers Summer Vacation um, going on. So they've got a bunch of Warner Brothers games like Lego Harry Potter, the Lego Ninjas, a lot of Lego games. Folks, for those of you who like Lego games, Scribble Knots, Super Scribble Knots, um, What's Upon a Monster, the Sesame Street game, which is really cute. Um, tons of games. Warner Brother games, uh, 25% off. Sweet. Yeah. So which which means you know it's not it's not sixty percent, but you can get Warner Brothers uh excuse me you can get Sesame Street's Once Upon a Monster for fifteen dollars and play with Elmo with your kid. Yeah. Yay. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um. And unfortunately, because we're recording on Monday morning, we don't get a lot of uh, we don't get a lot of great. All the weekend deals are ending. In All the weekend yeah. weekend yeah. deals are ending in six minutes at uh, Steam, so we don't know what the midweek uh, deals are going to be yet. We won't know in six minutes. But you know what? Guess what? When you download this, go to Steam. Check it out. See what go they actually Steam. put up. Yep. Or if you download it with it, no, you won't be able to download it because it won't be up in six minutes. Um, <laughs> but the Deus Ex titles were 75% off this weekend. You missed that one, but see what's coming up for the rest of the week? You didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> Um, and those, of course, are our deals for broke-ass gamers. And the end of our show. And the end of our show. Um, so. Oh. <laughs> I was like, so, we don't have our topic for next week yet. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's okay. Um, but check out, well, there is a new post that went up today about uh, DLC written by our own Nicole Marie. Check it out before all the DLC tomorrow comes out. Mass Effect 3 and Skyrim Dawnguard comes Dawn out tomorrow. Guard. Yep. Um, so check it out. Read Nicole's post. Decide if you want to plop down your 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, so until next week, oh, remember to contact us in any way that you see fit. You can email us at nymgamer at gmail.com. You can fo- uh, follow us on Twitter at nymgamer. Um, you can check us out, like us on Facebook, not your mama's gamer. Uh, you can come by the blog and see all the interesting, smart, and pithy posts we make during the week. Pithy. Pithy. Mm -hmm. Uh, nymgamer.com. Um, you can set up a time to chat with us, send us a voicemail, uh, send us a recorded message. We will play it on the air and answer your question, or you can just send us a question. We're open. Um, and always love to hear your questions, or you can come by the blog and leave comments on posts about the show or other things. Um, oh, oh, as always, buy a t-shirt. Buy um, t-shirts. We still got large, extra large, and 2X. Um, otherwise, I'm going to start wearing t-shirts every day. And, uh, <laughs> Usually she doesn't wear anything. So. <laughs> Usually I'm naked. Um, <laughs> that's how we roll. That's how we roll. Uh, <laughs> I bet we didn't think we'd end the podcast with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and licking and licking controllers, Jessica Chobot style. Yeah. Um, so gosh. Uh, until next time, <laughs> folks. Um, with the heat wave going on, stay cool, stay hydrated, and as always. Game on. 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 Game